Yeah. Yeah. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How's everybody doing tonight? Welcome to the first episode of Shangri-La No Ways podcast. I have my guest, Arian. How's everybody doing? My name is Arian. Thank you, Shang, for having me today. Arian is one of the biggest hustlers I know. No, I'm serious. Like for your for your given age, you work your ass off to get to where you are right now. Yeah, uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a game, bro. You gotta know how to play the game at the end of the day. Once you figure out what the game is, how to play it, it's all yours. What got you interested in the game? Honestly, it's about finding a it's about finding a niche. To be honest, you have to find like. Me personally, I I try to find something that I'm good at, right? Mm-hmm. I've tried everything. I've tried programming. I've tried construction. I've tried investing in stock. I've tried call options, puts, every, almost everything you could think of, like a 21 year old can do. Yeah. And it's tough because a lot of people, uh, society has like like a very weird expectations for 21 year olds, like especially like the media. Uh, they think like, oh, you should be moving out, should be a well acquainted, should have your own car, whatever. But my friend, I live in New York City, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, you, you, it's like, you just can't. That's why you have to find like your niche, like what you're good at so that way you can develop it and become a pro at it. And for me personally, like I think it's, like I'm going for my CPA. And... Uh, a lot of people like to make fun of the CPA profession just because a lot of people think that you're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, which is not true. It's only for like two, three months, like busy season, they call it. It's from like February to max late March. That's when people file your taxes. April, yeah. As well as like companies submitting their financial statements. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just it just has a very bad reputation. In my opinion, a lot of people say, oh, just go to finance or oh, just become a banker instead nah you know how you know how good it would be for uh, for somebody to say hey i have i have a uh some problems with uh let's say you uh um, I, I think i think of an example but uh let's just say uh you got audited right you, you have an llc you got audited and you owe thousands of dollars because another account screw up your work if somebody comes to me and says Eric I want you to look at this that that makes me feel good it's just a good feeling to have to have a CPA license and that's like the main reason why I'm going for it honestly is the respect it's to I want to change the profession as well honestly mm-hmm. I don't want people to think like it's negative you're helping people I just want to like like really speaking I probably open my own firm you once, will like once I once I'm really confident, once I just know like okay, this is what I want to do, I have enough money to do it. Let's take the risk. And I think, I know that it'll happen. One day. But right now, I'm just trying to see, make make my name in public accounting. Hmm. You know, not a lot of people talk about the idea of you being in your twenties. You're not supposed to know what you're doing. Right, because first, firstly, you're. F- I moved out when I was nineteen, right? I dropped out of college. I moved out. My first apartment. I was living in a three bedroom, one bath in Sunset Park with eleven roommates. It fucking sucked. Excuse my Chinese. Imagine splitting this, the rent in that. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I I paid six hundred a month, all utilities included. Red was pretty much dirt cheap, and for New York stand for New York standards, that's dirt cheap. For New York standards, that's fucking dirt cheap. For the rest of the world, you can probably get a decent studio or one bed. You can get a you can get a nice uh, studio in like bumfuck North uh, South Carolina around that area, or or Texas area. Everyone always says, "Oh, go to Texas, you can get all this for dirt cheap." No, but you know, I've I always have this argument with people because I before this I was in the real estate game, right? right. And I meet people from all over the world. The thing, the reason why New York City real estate is extremely expensive is you pay for the opportunity costs, right? Statistically speaking, one in twenty-five people live below the poverty line, but one in ten people make at least seven figures. Especially within the island of Manhattan, if you talk to anybody like how they make their money, it's always one of two things, right? What a they work like four or five jobs, yeah. Or B they're a successful entrepreneur, yeah. Either way, you have the hustle mentality, like having a there are moments where I have conversations with taxi drivers, and they would just they would, they would teach me more best. about real estate. Those are the best, <laughs> honestly. It'd be three a.m. You have you having a good night out. Mm-hmm. You can have a good conversation with them. I was talking to this one guy. He's from the Bronx. He bought a one family for, I want two hundred thousand, back in the eighties. When I spoke to him, which was about I think almost half a year ago, it's worth almost a million. His medallion in itself is worth about 100k minimum, so he himself, technically speaking, is a millionaire by net worth, right? Oh, yeah. You you don't know the amount of people that walk by, that just are fucking built of wealth. I promise you, when you're working from New York City, coming home, you probably sat walk past a billionaire at some point in your life, and you would never know. But if you just have that one moment to talk to them, you learn so much from a simple conversation. You won't get that anywhere in the world. Yeah, uh, you know, everyone has a different story of how they came up. And it's always interesting to see. Like, it would be the most unexpected uh, person that you wouldn't think like would be like this billionaire or multimillionaire. It's always unexpected people. It's always people who wear like, like the outfit I'm wearing right now. Yeah. <laughs> no shame in that whatsoever. No, it's actually better that way. I honestly, it is better that way. But it just, it's just... Uh, like you said, talking to them is key. True wealth, there is no need to flex. No. When the people who buy designer outfits with like a big Gucci logo or big logo. Louis Vuitton scar- scarf or whatever. They're usually one of two people. They're either A, middle class, low class people who are trying to present a false sense of wealth in a superficial matter. Or B, people who actually got the money but are so insecure about themselves that they have to show that they have wealth. Right. Right. Either way, it's not a good thing to look at. Personally, if it was me, I'd rather have a plain shirt, but that fits really well. It's super comfortable. Right. And I don't mind if it costs like 10K, but if it f- makes me feel good and it feels super fits super well, I don't need anywhere else to know I got it. Right. Dude, like, like when it's, you can make an argument that it's, it's the lower class people who are or trying to get all the designer shirt, like they cater to the lower class individuals just because, like, oh, if you buy if you buy us Gucci or Louis Vuitton or Montclair or whatever, right? Like, it, then people would think, oh, you have money. 
it's honestly quite it's like usually quite the opposite actually everyone i talk to who has like all this design and stuff in new york city especially they're all like broke yeah and like living paycheck to paycheck or they have like no backup plan if like they get fired from their job or whatever for example or just nothing they just 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 that's all they live for no exactly i grew up in brownsville for those who don't know, Brownsville is the hood of Brooklyn. It's, I think yeah. it's the second most ghetto place right before the Bronx. So we're not number one yet, but we'll get there. In the Bronx? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, besides the Bronx, is fucking ghetto. Uh, when I was growing up, the way I would, it was gunshots, ambulances every single fucking night. When yeah, I first it. moved there, I was eight years old. The first couple months, it took it took me hard to readjust, but eventually I got used to it. I didn't realize I could normalize to the hood. When I went to university in Buffalo, it was too damn quiet. Strangely enough, I missed the gunshots. Really? But that's not the point I'm making. I've, I'm a very social person. I like talking to people, right? That's why I, whatever I do, I'm going to be great at. I've spoken to, I've, there are moments where I am, you know, getting a bacon and cheese in the morning and I'm paying for my food. I see the guy next to me, right? Nicest Jordans. The freshest Jordan 11, bread 11s, bread super 11. clean, no. super sick. I, I look at him, I'm like, damn, I wish I had, I always wanted Jordan 11s. I, well, I'm only, only going to get it when I make it. But he was paying for his food with EBT card. No. Yeah. Wow. And when I talk to him about it, I'm like. Oh, you talk to him? I talk, of course. It bothers me, right? Because I, most of my money went to food. Right. Right. I was pissed. I was like, we were poor back then. Right. Right, we were piss poor. But I asked him, hey, look, why why you, why you, do you have the nicest shoes? Mm. Super nice shoes, but you're buying, we're still using an EBT card. Mm-hmm. What do you say? He's like, you got to look fresh. You got to look fresh? And you know what's funny? Whenever I would walk on the streets, I would see him on the streets drinking. Wednesday, 8 a.m. in the morning. I'm going. To, I'm going to. I'm. I'm getting ready to go to. I'm going on my way to work on a contract on a job site, mm-hmm. and he. They're just drinking, smoking pot. You see the mindset of people who live in the hood. That's the most detrimental part. Yeah, the stabbings. Yeah, people rob you. But I'll be frank. If you know how to watch yourself, you can generally avoid those things. It, also, it's New York City. It's gonna happen. I've been. I, people pulled knives on me in Manhattan. People have been robbing me in Brooklyn. It happens everywhere. Yeah, it's normal. Can't escape it. You just have to know how to avoid it. But it's the mentality. That too. You see people on the, I think it was the, I forgot when, like somewhere second week of the month when all the unemployment checks come. Oh, I remember that. You, oh my God. Forget about it. This is before COVID. Before like COVID became a high thing. Everybody was fucking like on the streets drinking, smoking. And the thing is, like, they weren't, like, old people. They weren't people who weren't capable of working. Right. The nice thing about Brownsville is that it's a... East New York is right next... The neighborhood next door. It's a heavily industrialized neighborhood. That's wh- that's why I spent most of my time. I was an iron worker over there. I was pretty much work... When I wasn't in school, I was pretty much working. This guy, fellas... He's, he's, he's done every single job you can think of. <laughs> yeah, uh... When I was 14 years old, I was working three jobs. 14 years old, what were you doing? So, 
this was freshman year of high school. Right. Me and you were freshmen. What were you doing 14 years old? So 14 years old, I weekdays, I got a second semester of high school, second semester freshman year, weekdays, I will work as a tutor for third graders. On Saturdays, I will work construction. And Sundays, I had an intern with a county firm in Chinatown. Yeah, you had an internship at a county firm in Chinatown? God yeah. bless you. Yeah, bro. I have a... Uh, 14 years old, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 14 years old, guys. But that's... Yeah, it's just the way I am. Like, I've... I come from a super immigrant family. The work ethic from where I come from is extremely high. Everybody works... Like, it's... Like, I see my father growing up. You work... Fucking, like... You wake up at 6. He wouldn't come back sometimes at midnight. He would do hard manual labor. Like, the shit... Like, I worked with him. As of right now, he's... When I was working with him, he was in his late 50s. And I was like a 15, 16 teenager. Mm. He was... And this man is short. Five foot tall, like five foot something, 140 pounds. This guy can move fucking weight. He and I were deadlifting Ivings together. And... But the nice thing about that is it builds work ethic. Right. I've... I would say one thing. If I were to redo everything, I'll probably have uh, more of a social life in high school. It, yeah, you it, didn't think it was enough? Honestly, it really detrimented my social skills. Really? Yeah. I've I, Honestly, I, only the past two years when I moved out and started working on real estate, I've been working on my social skills. Mm. Everything like that I've done is just me like not giving a shit. I never think about any social interaction. Never think about it? Nope. I just do as I... I just do what the first thing comes to mind. You know, honestly, I'm the same way, especially with you. Uh, Shang will tell you this, how we act on streets. Uh... <laughs> uh some people will say it's immature. I think it's just me being who I am. I think it's fun. It's funny. Uh, just do whatever you want, honestly. Hey, man, I'm 50 years old. I was still more on the streets. Absolutely, dude. Dude, I saw Shang today. I screamed at the top of my lung. I'm like, Shang! Like, I'm just screaming like I want I want his attention, you know? And Shang goes, you're! She's like, you're! <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's Shang, all right. You know what it is? Everybody wants to do that. This is what I realized. Everybody has that like urge to like be loud and be just like do whatever they want. Be social, like do whatever you want. Yeah, but they don't just have the confidence to. People care so much about what other people think; it actually inhibits them back. They never step out of their comfort zone. That's why they never grow. Exactly. I've had moments where I'm having a conversation with someone, and I thought we were being open. Like she was, um, she was a lesbian. I'm a straight male. We're talking about women. Okay. Right, and there are times where, you know, you get a little explicit, right? And yeah, at times, yeah, you get a little explicit. I of assume course. that we can. At one point, she's like, "I'm classy. Don't, don't talk to me about that stuff." I'm like, "Okay, cool. I won't." And then whenever we would go opinion. out, she would tell me like, "Shane, don't, don't act like you. I want you to be mature." Don't act like you. What kind of statement is that? It's That's just insecurity, bro. What, she's just afraid to be with you or something like that? Like No, honestly, she loves my personality. Oh. She loves my personality, she loves my work outfit, but she cares so much about the image that other, the way people other people portray her. Yeah. That hinders her from living life. I know for a fact if she just stops caring about what other people think, she can go so much farther in this life. You would be I think she'd just be a happier person, Joan. Yeah. If you if she just like let it go. A lot, I think a lot of people have to realize that, like, if you just let go of what society norms are, 
for men, women, whatnot, and what, um, I guess, like, this expectations from what home. it means to be a, what a, what a man should do, what a woman should do, what a man can't do, what a woman can't do. Once you let that go, it's like, the, the world's open, dude. I think it's also a matter of perspective. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, it's like, for example, you and I, right? We, like, around around you, like, when I'm around you, I don't care. Like, I know I, know I can be myself fully, and you'll be yourself fully, and we just have a good time. Yeah, because me and you are the same. It's like, it's like looking at a mirror. Pretty much, yeah. We're both, we both understand that we, my philosophy is if you work hard, you play hard. Play harder, work harder, play harder. Absolutely. Right. What's the point of working so hard, making so much money if you can't enjoy it? Exactly. Life just becomes a meaningless rat, rat's race. I also feel like it's about who you surround yourself with. You can't just, like, I hate being around people who are always negative or who always just have something to complain about. Like, for me, it's like there's always something good about life. Yeah. You can't just look at it as if, like, oh. I hate this, so, so I'm gonna take it out on other people. If you build yourself, like if like you, first you have to build yourself, and then you have to get other people who will make you a better person. Do you believe in the law of attraction? What's that? The law of attraction. Law of attraction. Explain. It's the idea that you attract things; you don't chase things. Oh yeah. For example, success. You don't chase success; you attract it. You become success instead yeah. of you get success yeah right okay i agree with that what i realized in this matrix is that people naturally are attracted to happiness if people see that you're happy and confident it's naturally charming oh yeah like sometimes i don't try to be charming it just happens and i ask them like i'm being an asshole right now you know as a joke yeah why are you still with me it's like dude you're, you're just so fun to hang around with now you give me confidence, you make me happy, you make me smile. Yeah. And that's sometimes that's all you need in life. Like there were times where I work a long day, I come home, I just fucking and three in the morning I bike. Fucking I bike all the one time I couldn't sleep, I bike all the way to Soho on a Friday night. Everybody was coming out from the bars and everything. And I was just having you a just burger see, you on just the street. Shangwei getting a meal yeah. on his bike. Sh- actually shirtless. Outside public right. <laughs> eating your burger. Too, guys. Oh yeah, I have to be shirtless. <laughs> Fucking, it's hot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. New York City summers are. Yeah. Get about it. And also, I mean, I look good without a shirt. You look good, and you know, and you know, you look good. Damn you sure. got the confidence. Yeah. A lot of people can't say that. Oh yeah, people say you're cocky or you're arrogant. At first, that can get into your head, but I th- the hardest thing I had to learn is that. It's pride. I had a my first broker. First broker I worked with in real estate. He was an interesting fellow. I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to say the company that it is. But let's just say I'm a talented kid, right? I closed my first client. The very first client I took out, I closed her on the same week. Same week. Same week I closed that client. Unbelievable. And I was like super fucking happy yeah right i I, for like the past two months i got nothing i never took out a client before i was just trying to uh, generate leads nothing 
Yeah, right. Dude, it, a week? It's unbelievable, yeah. Shank. I mean, New York, it's actually kind of standard now that I look back at it. But I, that's your first. First time? Since your first closed. time, bro. I was so happy I was dancing on Wall Street. I swear to God. Are you shirtless? I was. I wish I was, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, there were moments where I would walk by, like, Del Toro on fucking Madison. Oh, not Madison. Wait, what's the fuck? Madison Lane? I think it's Madison. Maiden Lane. On Maiden, Maiden Lane, okay. I see a Del Toro. I, I make eye contact with this woman I, I, while I'm dancing. I just point at her, and she just starts dancing with me. Aww, like, that energy, people are just naturally attracted to, right? But then, when you're around the wrong people, they will suck the shit out of that energy. Oh, yeah. So I when I came up to him like it was this was in the midst while I was closing the deal right okay. it's pretty much a done deal she was a French model she was a model from she was a African model from France revived on racism we talked about racism really? I'll be frank like we she's black I'm Chinese we talk she talked about racism in France I talked about racism in New York mm-hmm. and that's how like we got the connection but honestly like I. I was just having a good time. I wasn't even, like, trying to, like... I didn't even think about it. I was, like, trying to, like, oh, we need to find common ground so she, we can make a connection. I'm like, no, it's just having a conversation. Just a general... Two people having a nice conversation. Exactly. Honestly, those are how you... That's actually how you make clients. Oh, yeah. That's how you make people. But the funny thing is, she puts down an application. I'm excited. My first client puts down an application, Right. And she really wants it, like, everything's going well so far. Mm. I'm super happy. I'm talking to my broker. My broker looks me dead in the fucking eye. This man has two decades on me and a lot more experience than I do. Okay. He's like, why the fuck are you celebrating? The deal's not done yet. You don't know what you're doing. Why are you so arrogant? Why are you so cocky? And, and he went on to say one thing that really got me. Remember, I'm 19 years old, fresh dropout. Yeah. You to make your first deal. First salesman job, first commission job. Yeah. That got me. He said, without me, you can never close any deal. You're nothing. That destroyed my confidence, bro. Terrible. Beforehand, I was a conf- like I, I'll be frank. It took me a long time to build back my confidence. Over that unnecessary kind of negativity. The funny thing is... Just because he saw somebody else had a little bit of success, he thought it would be a good idea to... What I realized about the r- down. real estate game, it's... It's cutthroat. Right, that's a given. It's cutthroat, it's competitive. You work long hours, mm-hmm. right? I pretty much worked 60 to 80 hours at that time while well, I remember my real estate career. There are moments there, especially when you're new in the game, you won't see your return on investment immediately, right? Honestly, frankly, it takes three years before you see some kind of return, right? At one point, I was, I didn't close any deals for eight months. Eight months? Yeah. I was like, I had some savings from. I had some savings back. The money that I was going to use for college, I saved that it was using that to pay rent. At one point, I went on a date with this beautiful woman. I was trying to pay for dinner, and my credit card declined. Oh, that's the worst. Having a credit decline in front of your date? I still closed the date, but that's besides the point. (laughs) (laughs) But that that moment, like, made me realize that it's not working. Like I and then the next day I asked him, like, "Hey, look, man, my f- my bank, I'm literally out of money. You gotta give me something, like a different strategy. Like, give me some of your clients. Give me one of your listings, something, so I can survive." You know what he told me? What do you say? Do the same thing I taught you day one. At that moment, everything clicked for me. I'm like, okay, you're not helping me. All you care about is the bottom line. Yeah. 
He wasn't a good mentor, huh? I'll, I'll be frank. He, he was the type of guy, but he's not unusual. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm what realizing. Most of these low to mid level brokers, they only care about the bottom line. I haven't been to a nice brokerage yet, but from what I've been to. These corporations, they only care about you making the money. If you're not making the money, they will not help you. If you're not kissing ass, they will not help you. I'm not a person to kiss ass. Neither am I. I literally, I literally quit my job because I got yelled at for uh, misinterpreting a work paper. Really? Yeah. And I said, look, if you, it was a long story, basically. I'm not going to say who the company is, but uh, I was given some work paper. I had mm. to figure out, uh, basically, are we going to... Uh, Trying to think on top of my head. Uh, something was wrong with the work period that was done wrong last year. Mm-hmm. And I didn't catch that. And it was like some revenue test. And uh, I don't know, like mistakes happen. And, I, and basically, like, I was getting very, like, disrespected by the staff. And I just didn't appreciate that. And I was just like, screw this. I found another internship and I started there recently. I'm not taking any kind of like disrespect for no reason. You Don't, know? never. It's one thing why I screw up, right? It's not, and I'll be like, hey, what? A, hey, you made a mistake. You're human. Can you like you know fix it? I'll be like, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's my, it's, it's my fault. It's another thing when you know I'm just getting like yelled at or just like uh uh to call you know uh. When people, you know, people getting harassed. Hara- yeah, that's the word. Harassed. Harass is a good, good word. And I, I just don't like being around that. That's not working by my life. But would you go through all that again to realize, like, like this is like no joke? Yes. Yeah. I'll be frank. Without those struggles, without those moments of weakness. Without those moments of me not knowing what I'm doing and me just building myself from the ground up, I would not be the man I am today. Like, I would never take back growing up in the hood. I would never take back having toxic people in my life. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, even though those moments were shitty, even though those moments I wanted to stab myself in the throat so many damn times every single damn day, those moments made me the man who I am today. A man who's never been into a fight before, could never win a fight. And you have to understand, like, I think for those moments where you're in your worst, when you're in your deepest darkness, the worst moments of your life, you have a choice. You either lie down and take it like a bitch, excuse my Chinese, or you're going to get up, grab life by the fucking balls, and you got to take control. Yeah. You People take... People are so easy to blame others for what other people do. We can't control that. We cannot control how the world operates. We can only control what we do, how we respond, how we react. You can only control how you play the game. Exactly. Oh, wait. No. I forgot to do my disclaimer. You're going to edit it out. No, I'm just going to do it right now, if, right. if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah go for so, it. This podcast is... How do I say this? This podcast should not be listened to. 
we are going to speak on some very real stuff. And if and we are going to be times where some people might get offended and we are not going to be politically correct. So I advise you all not to listen to this. I, sh- I should write this down beforehand. It's fine. Disclaimer, if you get feelings hurt easily, please don't watch us. Yeah, please please just close please just close everything. Delete the files. It's our opinions at the end of the day. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> oh, that is another thing. We live in a world where freedom of speech is getting to the point where it's so accessible, but people are so politically correct that it's hard to talk to people. Yeah, you've seen, you know, I was talking to Shang about this before. I bet everybody in the room would know who Andrew Tate is. Oh, yes. We were talking about it before and how I think it's just like society's dumb because of like we're focusing more on this on a hum- a millionaire on a millionaire who made uh some claims that you disagree with when there should be other things we should be talking about not just you know that that's just how how I view it honestly I think people are too concerned with others. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I th- it's probably uh I personally I blame social media and the Kardashians. <laughs> Did you know they <laughs> you know they show? <laughs> they should not be famous. <laughs> they should not be famous. Why is why is one of them is famous for releasing a porno? Oh yeah. I completely forgot about that. What? I let me phrase that. Two pornos. She did release a sequel. No, two. Yeah, one with um. I didn't know that. One of the, one with Kanye. Yeah. I forgot who the one before Kanye was. This one before. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I jerked off to that. <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer. <laughs> yes, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian is beautiful. Link down below. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we, no, you're right, Shang. It's uh, they got you know they have like sixteen, seventeen seasons. Jesus of, fucking of, Christ! I did not know uh, that. Of, of just like their daily lives or or whatever. Like what? You know, I have a theory on why people. Sorry, I'm a hater. Sorry, Shang. No, don't be sorry. I'm also a hater. I never even watched a single episode. Me neither. But it's sixteen seasons, bro. Hey, man, that's money. They're smart. They play the game. They did play the they game. play the game to the they best of their the advantage. Well. That's why I think social media is stupid. Society is dumb. I think social media is a double-edged sword. It's stupid if you're a consumer. It's smart if you use it for marketing. Hmm. For example, TikTok. Okay. Instagram videos. I mean, Instagram videos, YouTube videos. For even Facebook videos. These are very addicting things. Oh, yeah. I can catch myself watching, like, TikToks, like, at 2 a.m. sometimes. And when you blink an eye, it's, like, two hours past. Exactly. And you wouldn't even know. Nope. Because it's designed for your attention. Yeah. That's how they design it. Every, okay, social network. Facebook originally had great attentions to connect people all over the world. But oh, yeah. when you realize there's more social engineers than software engineers, there's a problem with Facebook. It's not made for connecting people anymore. <laughs> It's made by psychologists trying to suck your attention. Yeah. yeah. Because another valuable currency that people don't realize is your attention. Hmm. Your attention is one of the most valuable things that you can have besides your time. 
think about this. Think about it like this: if you give your attention to someone else and not to yourself, you lose that part of you, hmm. right? Let's say that two hours you spend on TikTok and three in the morning. Let's say you go for a run. Yeah, that's so much more productive. Oh yeah, and you feel so much more better. But the attention that you had, it went to TikTok, and I'm not saying I don't have the same problem. Yeah, I'm guilty of it, like a lot actually. Look, I was on the bus today, coming going to the gym. I honestly, I looked around. I didn't have my ear, no music on, no distraction. I was, excuse me, in the present moment. And every single kid was on their phone scrolling through TikTok. Yeah. Honestly, it was Bad. scary. It became to the point where the kid is right next to me. And everybody's trying to, it's a crowded bus. Everybody's trying to get off. He's like leaning against me. He's like pushing around. And he doesn't even know what's going on around him. He's so sucked in to that app. That he's just—it's like a matrix within a matrix. Yeah, matrix in a matrix. I like that, <laughs> dude. But think about it this way: on the inverse scale, let's say you're the production, right? The thing I respect about Andrew Tate is that he figured out the marketing game for Gen Zers. He's all over Instagram Reels, YouTube Reels, everywhere, TikToks. You say That's his. How he got banned. You say his name. Twitter. In any YouTube video, bare minimum two million views. Just even mentioning his name, dude, he got every single like huge like social media uh, influencer their attention. Like that dude Logan Paul was like, was like, yeah, I hate, I hate this guy. Whatever, uh, let's have a fight. Or whatever, right? Always it does, but I'm not sure. But he got like like their attention, dude. Like everyone knows them as well. It's the same strategy that Logan Paul used back in, um, I think, 2016, when he and Ricekin were having a few, if you remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That's the game they played. Like, I remember I was actually watching his music video where, like, England, oh e- England, England is my city. I remember right? that. Oh, my he, God. He said, he said one line that really struck with me. He's like, you mentioned, you mentioned my name. You pay rent this month. You get, you mentioned his name. You get the number of views. You get the money that's how marketing works it's all about attention traditional advertising doesn't work you put up a billboard you might get 10 calls in a month yeah. who, who gets out who puts have you ever seen a billboard recently <laughs> when's the last time you seen a billboard? they do exist outside of new york <laughs> we live in new york city my friend <laughs> i can see one in maybe staten island oh yeah you outside of the super urban cities you will see billboards yeah uh, not here, my friend. <laughs> not in Brooklyn, New York. No, <laughs> never. I don't think I've ever seen one. <sighs> no, it makes you think, like, okay. So what I figured out about the new the new age of marketing is you have to pump volume within the short video algorithms. It's all about learning the algorithms. Let's say you let's say you want to be an accountant, right? Yeah. If you type in on Google the best accountant in New York City, if your name is not within the first page, chances are you won't be successful. Ah. And honestly, that's not even a measure of how good you are as an accountant or as a CPA. Mm. That's a measure of how well you know the algorithm Google. Yeah. Eventually, we're just going to have to learn the algorithms and play by the algorithm's rules. Oh, yeah. A lot of people, like especially on TikTok, they get banned, or shadow banned, I should say, because they don't understand like how everyone works how what people want to see essentially and 
you know, why 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 do uh when Andrew Tate was in band, he was on every single like like if you want if when I was on TikTok, all I see was like his like podcasts. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what the hell? What's going on here? I'll be afraid. That's what I'm always doing for my podcast. Yo, what? That's what I'm always doing for my podcast. <laughs> Snippets I find like the most int- intriguing, engaging. It's smart. Yeah. Like they would take out like clips of like something like super controversial that he would say and just post it. And like people would be like, what? That's what sells, bro. What? Excuse me? That's what sells. People what what are is this? Fucking sheep. Everybody likes to follow Aww. the social norm. You have that black sheep. That black sheep gets all the attention. Let's say you're. Let's say I'm the only China man in, in New York City. Mm. I will get. I will get a lot of fucking attention. There was a black guy. There was a black samurai in history. And honestly, there was a black samurai. There was a black samurai. That's that's what the Japanese thought at the time too. They were looking at him fast and like, oh my god. They would try to wash his skin. It's like, does this come off? No, it's, no, it's just my melanin. <laughs> but, but no, that's what controversy is. It's just striving from the norm. Be weird. Be different. That's what makes people awesome. That's the reason why me and you hang out sometimes a lot. Oh yeah, it's eight billion the people. Eight billion people in the world. I'm not. I've. This is my why I believe. Eight billion people in the world. Are you gonna like all of them? No. So why the fuck should they all like you? Exactly. Let's say, let's say you like ten percent of them. That's still eighty. It's still like, eighty million. Yeah. Right. Am I mathing? Uh, You're the accountant. I think it's. Hey, we have calculators. <laughs> no, I think it's eighty million. Eight, eight million. Yes, yeah, eight million people in the world. You know what the human capacity is? You know how many relationships you can maintain as one person? Dude, I can I can barely maintain two or three at times. You think I'm gonna maintain more than ten? Absolutely not. Yeah, but 75. You can have a proper relationship with 75 people at any given time before any of those relationships deteriorate. Yeah. So why would you give a shit about what anybody thinks about you? And frankly, when I came to that realization, that's when people started thinking I was drunk when I'm sober. Because I just attained this level of confidence that I just stopped giving a shit about what anybody thinks of me. I just do what I want. Because I don't want to be in a position in my life where I'm on my deathbed and I regret something because I didn't do it. That's honestly my biggest fear. Dying with regret. Yeah. That's why. More of the story, guys. Just live life. Yeah, live life. Who cares? Moan in the streets. Moan in the streets. We need more people going, can't get a... Oh, yeah! We need more people doing that. I ah, uh, more of the story, guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. More. Be yourself. Who cares? Say whatever you want. Make it all. You know, like, <laughs> like who gives a fuck? Yeah. It's just, all. It's all for fun, anyways. Yeah, we want to die someday. Doesn't matter how much money you make, how many partners you have, what you do. What your profession is, nah. you're gonna die. You can't take none of that with you. Yeah. And over maybe the course of three generations, your name will be forgotten. Unless you're Adolf Hitler or Albert Einstein, your name's gonna be forgotten. <laughs> For me, it's like, I don't, I don't think it's about that. It's about if you had a good, happy life that you were satisfied with. 
That's important. You don't care about the legacy. Nah. Legacy is one thing. I care about if I had a good life. I respect that. I'm a little more superficial. I care about the legacy. Yeah. No, I respect that as well. But, like, it's just my opinion. Like, I don't, I don't really care, like, what kind of legacy I would leave. That's perfect. If, if I'm happy with my life, if I had, if I, uh, no regrets, nothing, if I could be myself, I'm good. Yeah. That's how you should live life. But I also want people to think about Shang Wei with no way after I die. Shang <laughs> no way. Yes, sir. All right. Gotcha. All right, so I think that's all the time we have today. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is my first episode. Oh, thank you for coming. Ah, no problem, Shank. Maybe I can come by next yeah. episode as well. Definitely more. It. Next episode, I'm doing for Pat on February oh, yeah. 1st. If you want to come. If I have the time, I, I'll be there. February 1st? I haven't scheduled a time yet, but that's the plan for the next one. Let me know. No, maybe I can swing by. Yeah, definitely. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you for listening. Thank you for coming by. This going once again. Like, unsubscribe, leave a comment. Dislike the video. That's okay, too. Honestly, dislike more. Helps the algorithm, honestly. Yeah. I, you know what's weird? They removed the dislike button from YouTube. I hate that. Why? I don't know, Shane. But all right. All right. Thank you, guys for, thank you guys for watching. Have a beautiful night. Sleep well. Eat well. Moan in the streets. Say chupapi muñeño. <laughs> and yeah. All right. Cheers. Cheers, mate.